Welcome to the Lasagna Ganja Podcast. It's the podcast that combines cannabis education and entertainment. And believe me, it's layers to all of this. I'm X to the Z exhibit. I'm Tammy, the Cannabis Cutie. And join us as we explore the world of cannabis from its history and culture to the latest industry trends and scientific breakthroughs. So whether you're a seasoned smoker or new to the world of cannabis, join us on the Lasagna Ganja Podcast. New episodes drop every week. So hit subscribe and come along for the high. Let's go, baby. Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. Wait, you really thought they were different flavors? <laughs> Millie P, as they say. Who says that? I don't. I say that. Oh, yeah. I heard some. I like Millie P. It's a I good like slang term. P. Don't. I'm. De, I'm deflecting myself from the fact that you thought Fruit Loops had different flavors. Yes, my mind was just blown to discover that some people think they don't because you're all fucking wrong. Fruit Loops absolutely have different flavors. <laughs> the purple ones are grape. Uh huh. The red ones are strawberry. Okay. The green. Red, the green ones are grass flavored. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, yellow. The yellow ones are pea flavored. <laughs> <laughs> so we have pea, grass, strawberry, and, and grape. grape. You know, it's the taste of the rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> That's Skittles. <laughs> oh, God. That was a hot start. Yeah. A hot start with hot guests. Yeah, we should get to them. <laughs> well, we've gotten to one. Yeah. We already got her laughing. <laughs> um, okay, here we go. Okay, what Fruit Loops supposedly. Oh, the okay. word supposedly. Interesting. Tastes like a blend of orange, lemon, lime, apple cherry raspberry and blueberry yeah see no grape no grape they're fruit fruit loops oh so not pea and grass yeah i did get that wrong but the supposedly i mean is pea tricky. is a fruit so depending on where you are how so it's just you know it comes out of your body and then you eat it and it tastes good <laughs> and there's a nut inside mary jane do you want to start over or are you good <laughs> no, with this I'm intro good. I'm All right, because we have a 30-second head start. We it, can roll with it. In honor of our guests, it's kind of a loose moose yeah. because we do have fabulous guests who we will get to in a moment. But for them, just starting off up top. Hi, yeah. Mike. Hi, what up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? <laughs> Amazing start. <laughs> Welcome to Weed and Grub, everyone. This is a podcast about comedy. Cannabis. Cooking. Culture. Calling shit out. And um, pea-flavored candy, evidently. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry for that, oh, everyone. Oh, talking about pineapple and cum. Yes, that's what I meant. You Thank were you. confusing piss and cum. I was, yes, I was just confused that some people drink piss and think it tastes good, but instead is that you're supposed to eat pineapple and then, right, and then your ejaculate tastes delicious right mm -hmm. i think so i wonder if this is anyone's first episode of weed and grub <laughs> <laughs> yeah well I... we gotta we gotta introduce our guests because yeah. you're here you're on oh, you're okay. on you're on air with us hello friends hello hey guys sharina joe get all the in, way from the get AK. in on those mics get in on the mic we're in. Hi. We're what's up. going on y'all i'm gonna prompt you very quickly because i know you can do it but mary jane gets dms asking her to say specific foods because she has a very good radio voice mm. and i feel like the two of you together could do food porn oh, yeah. audio Ooh. we could just go back and forth and be like lobster cream butter papadel nice fondant Ooh. Tiramisu, sweet strudel icing. <laughs> Piss flavored cereal. <laughs> Up top, just do a couple plugs first. Let's do a couple plugs. Okay. Okay, we're gonna go around because we we all have things to plug. Oh, yeah. Let's plug them. Let's plug them. And I set. didn't even give you guys a a proper intro because um it got so sexy so quickly. <laughs> slithered I, into this app sideways. Fantastic. So okay, um very quickly, Mary Jane, what do you have going on? Um, please, everyone, come and check out my show on October fifth if you're in Venice, California, or anywhere near Los Angeles. Drive in. It's a free show. There's free sandwiches. There's free weed. There's comedy. I'm gonna be dressed as a beaver doing jokes about feminism uh it's on my instagram and then also i have a sub stack i would love everyone to sign up for newsletter sandwich recipes where can they find your sub stack also in my bio at it's the mayo for me on instagram and tiktok nice and that's it uh follow me at glazer boo hoo hoo the only shows i want to plug right now coming up um are at the comedy store on wednesday october 11th 10 30 and then friday the 13th Ooh. of october we're gonna have a spooky Hollow, ha Halloween Hollywood Improv Lab show at 945. 
And um, there was one other. Oh, and then also I'd like to give a huge shout out to my Cobb salad joke. Uh, Diane Feinstein died today, which also is the death of uh, one of my favorite jokes I've ever done about how Cobb salad was invented after she was born. And so I just want to give a shout out to um, all of the people who like DM me today and they're like, dude, heard about the Cobb salad joke. So you woke sorry. Up to that? Yeah. Like people being like, Damn. so sorry for your loss. And I was like, what loss? And, the and they're Diane, like, your joke. Salad joke. <laughs> your <salad's Yeah>. gone. <laughs> my salad joke is gone. But let's hear what you had to say afterwards. Oh, I, so I wrote a new one for today only. Um, and it is, uh, <laughs> now that Diane Feinstein is in the ground, she will helm the Dems through grassroots leadership. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I would say too soon, but... Mm -mm. Nah. That's perfect. Oh, what? You think she, when if she was 91, <laughs> maybe yeah. it would have been more I'm appropriate? I'm just trying to accord a political legend a little bit of respect in the wake of her passing, but also like straight okay. up. Okay. But for, I know we have more plugs to get to, but real real talk. Mm -hmm. We were talking on the drive over here about Diane Feinstein, mm -hmm. and we were both in agreement that she has an incredible record up to a certain point, And then it's time to open the door for the next generation to come in and take over that baton. Would you agree with that? I, yes. If you're being wheeled around with a bad case of shingles and your daughter has power of attorney over you, you shouldn't necessarily be, um, yes, in government anymore. Right. I totally agree with that. But she was also, you said the first mayor of San Francisco. That's the Female first, mayor. Yes. Like she did she, cool she could have been the first mayor of San Francisco, given her age. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she broke some barriers and she did some amazing things policy-wise. So okay. shout out to that. She did nothing better than legacy. my cop salad joke is what I'm hearing. <laughs> um, those are my plugs. What about you, Sharina? Uh, oof, man. Where can everyone find you? We'll get oh. into massage therapy in a bit, but. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, First, find me. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, we, we haven't even said your full name. Hello, everybody. I am Sharina Strawn from Alaska, born and raised Fairbanks originally. Shout out to everybody from Fairbanks, my family and familia there. But um, I'm also a licensed massage therapist in Anchorage, Alaska. If you want to follow me on anything, you can find me on Needs Met LLC so on Instagram. K-N-E-A-D-S. Because I want to knead you, need you like dough on that table. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you want to plug now too? Oh, man. I got a lot of plugs. Oh, okay. Uh, first, shout out to Lady Grey, Saul Dotna, female-owned crew from Alaska as well. We got some treats we brought in from them. Yes. Uh, shout out to Ben and Lacey from Top Hat Can Concentrates with the Concentrates crew. Hey, everybody. Love Top Hat. Uh, my fellow massage therapist that I heavy fuck with hard, uh, Michelle Resinger, uh, Heather Gableman, uh, my whole office at Tease and Chiropractic. <laughs> wow. Nice. Yeah, they that's, all that's, can, that's your crew up there. Yes, my crew. They can get it and they can give it. So awesome. Soft to chill your first time to more PT like. I'm still going to get you a massage, but we're going to do some work with it, too, to get you back going and running. So I'm going to crack into these Lady Grey yeah. medibles that you brought because these are mocha chocolate chunk cookies that are, uh, you said vegan? Yes, vegan friendly. I'm so excited. Did you say medibles? Did mm -hmm. I say medibles? That's what's on the package. Mm -hmm. I love yeah. that. Call That's it medibles. That's right. That's rad. Yeah, they also do amazing flour as well and concentrates. Lady Grey. Lady Grey. I'm not going to lie. I melted mine a little bit with some marshmallows. Oh my God. I'm so bad at childproof packaging. There it we go. It was so good. <laughs> that this sounds really good. delicious. Oh, these are sticky and fucking dink. Yes. Okay. <laughs> mm. Oh, yeah. They're pretty great. They're award winning. You know, the thing about cookies I find that's so tough about medibles and packaging is that they just get so dry and so crumbly. Quick. Yeah. This is moist and there's no weedy taste. I don't know what they're making it with, but like they really. And there's even a little minty, like yeah, oil in there, maybe whole, a little like, peppermint. All of the Fuck cannabis it. industry, I feel like in Alaska, when it comes to like those type of products, the edibles, you know, people were making them and it was decriminalized for so long mm -hmm. that it wasn't like a lot of people jumping into the game to try to make money. It was people that were like, let's just make ourselves legitimate so we mm -hmm. don't have anything to worry about. And these were the same edibles you were finding on the traditional legacy market forever. And now they're just available. They're tested. It's regulated. Mm. It's great. It's delicious. Yeah. And that was a great intro to hear from you, Joe. Oh, thank on. you. I'm Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I love this episode. Yeah, it's great. Uh, my name's Joe. Uh, I'm a cannabis person. <laughs> I don't know what to say. So many hats. Uh, we do a lot of things. Um, you know, I do stand-up comedy. I'm a brand director for Catalyst Cannabis, not the California Catalyst, the one in Alaska. Uh, we have three stores, so um, we're not nearly as large as them, but, you know, we try. 
Um, other things I can plug you if you want to follow me, you can follow me at Icebeard Comedy what, what? on all the socials. Uh, I do some shows every now and then. I don't know when this will come out, but we have a show Saturday at the Improv. If uh, you guys want to check it out, if you're in Alaska next month, we have a Halloween show at the Broken Blender Ooh. put on by Rubber Tarm again, October 21st. Um, it'll be a cool time. Yeah. Fuck yes. a nice little roast battle. I'm excited to see this. Comedians uh, dressing up as certain characters and having a roast in that character. Oh, it's like if I a wolf and I was a witch, I'd be like, I'll cut what? your toe off to make a beef stew or something. <laughs> Damn. Oh, yeah. oh I mean, what, do, what do witches cook wolves? No. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, also, one more plug. I'm sorry. Can I? Uh, mm -hmm. This lovely. I would say she she her her name is Fat Trophy Wife. A lot of people yes. know her. Yeah. AK 49. <clears throat> yeah. Y'all done fucked it up, bro. Yep. But, Shout uh, out to my sister, Fat Trophy Wife. Ow, ow. AKA Ray Howard. She's an amazing rapper, um, esthetician, salon. Uh, where is she at now? Diamond Mall. Sheer Excellent Salon Sheer in the Diamond Mall. In Anchorage? That's in Anchorage right. as also, well. Also, shout out to her fashion. Yo. Yo. Craziest, coolest fashion in the world. She's Damn. hot. But like, fellow Archie. Like, you thickums now. I'm just going to say that on air. You have thickums now. I love it. She's a little thick. Woo. Spicy. And I was going to say also that she has a fellow Archie. She's a fellow traveler with another Archie, yes. uh, Archie the dog. We were looking at pictures last night. Um, Alaskan Archie is a, a dachshund. <laughs> cute. He's cute. Yeah, he's a nervous dachshund. Also dominated by a cat, much like Archie was with Bobo. No kidding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. Joe's cat, Scotch. Scotch whiskey. He's home. We miss you, Scotches. Oh. But they got along very well. That was great. <laughs> oh, one more plug. What? Birthday. Shout out to my daughter. It's her birthday today, actually. Uh, she's not here. She's back home with her mom. Um, she's turning 16. So sweet 16. Happy, happy birthday, birthday Jalen. Yeah. Happy birthday, Jalen. 16 yeah. is the coolest age. Like you get to say some real stuff when you're 16 and nobody can tell you anything. <laughs> That's yep. right. That's like the you magic You get it number. all figured out. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know what you want in your life. I'll sell her a fake ID if she needs to be 21 right yep. now. Your fucking hips don't hurt yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You can the jump realness. up and down all night, you know. You can sleep on both sides and not worry about it. <laughs> you know? Eat whatever you want right now and just like, it's cool. Yeah. It's I cool. lived on bagels for like six years. Yo, which flavor? Uh, poppy seed. Uh, yeah, mostly your sesame seed in Montreal. I was just poor and I was an actor in Montreal. And Frozen bagel? No, no. Fresh in the Montreal bakeries. It was just like what I could afford when I was in theater school. It was I just, you know, I, if I lived on bagels now, I would look like a bagel. <laughs> but at the time, I... Looked fine. I think it looked cute. Damn carbs. 16. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, happy birthday. Happy That's birthday. right. Yeah. Uh, I, I, we all met because I got to go to Alaska and do stand up three different times on three different occasions, but only hanging out with the people I loved. And so I'm so glad that you are here in LA for the first time. My first. Um, yeah. So uh, I like, come on, let's be real. You've been here for almost 48 hours. Yeah, a little over 48 now. Okay. And I know like for me, Alaska is a place that I would love to live. Last time I was there, both of you were like, when are you moving here? When are you get in the yeah, house? What's you, going on? So I got when are you too. <laughs> so when are you moving? When are you moving here? When are Fucking you... never. <laughs> <laughs> Not ever. Never. Like our goal now is like to build a tiny house to settle down somewhere, pay like close to nothing for rent so we can travel and go places and like come here and hang out for like a weekend, do the improv, do the comedy store. Shout over to Tennessee, go to Oakland, go here, go there, and then have a good time. But as far as moving here, bro, yeah, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Like a little house to come visit, we can all share like an Airbnb rental. I'm cool with that. Mm -hmm. But no, nah, no, no moving. So I'm sorry. That's Alaska's special. Yeah, mm. it's yeah, it's not that it's even like too busy or anything here, and you. I don't dislike the people. The people get along just fine. Like the traffic is crazy and everyone cuts each other off. They don't use turn signals, but there's no fucking accidents. Like everyone's no. just aggressive, but no accidents. Like mm -hmm. I'm getting over. You, yeah. I'm making on contact with you. Uh-huh. It's mm -hmm. happening. Mm -hmm. You're letting it happen. Good for you. Insurance rates. We know. <laughs> <laughs> but also like here compared to Alaska driving, I think literally everybody in Alaska, like teens should come down here to learn driving. Yeah. And then come back up because it's like out of nowhere, someone's going to come out and you don't know it. Same thing for up there because, like, moose. Are bears, you hitting moose? Shout out. Oh, yeah. They come out of nowhere. They shoot out of the bushes and it's just like, what are you going to do? That's like a dinosaur. <laughs> That's like a T Rex coming huge. out of the jungle. <laughs> Those huge. things are so big. Massive. 
Do you yeah. have? Do you get moose insurance? Car insurance? Moose insurance or something? I mean, I think it's considered an act of God if you get one. <laughs> you know, if you survive. You That's know? the thing. There are fatal. Like in Newfoundland, there are moose accidents all the time, and more often than not, the moose will like walk away. Not walk away. I mean, it'll probably go die in the woods somewhere, but yeah. right. it'll or it'll still, still be alive, uh, and the people will not. If they get got, they have a list of people that can come like with their chainsaws and vroom, vroom, take that home. Yeah, yeah. moose meat. First moose come, meat. get on a list. Come harvest this thing. Chop it up. Yeah. Put it in your car. But if you want a mic like, you know, 13 miles out into the middle of nowhere with a couple of friends, you know, ruck it up there. By all means, I have a lot of friends that go out and do that. Shout out. I could never do that. Mm-hmm. I uh, had a friend that went out there with a broken ankle recently and he he, just, he got it. Like he went to hunt? He went out with a friend to go hunting for moose and they came out with a bear. They came wow. out with a bear? They came out the bear instead, but they got something. So they're going to split that puppy up and... What's yeah. the deal with that? Can you just go into the woods and kill things in Alaska? Because licenses like, and tags and you all can that's get, needed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like number one serial killer capital in the world. <laughs> kill whatever you want out there. Just, it's no God. man's land. It's just like, hey, Mary Jane, if you hear a shot, just know I'm splitting it with you. Don't say nothing, and I got you. That's Straight up wild. Is I, it big? Do you know? Is it black bears, brown bears? Uh, he, we have both. Yeah, we have both. But I think they got a black bear. Wow. Yeah. And you'll see black bears that end up in the town all the time. I had one in my backyard when I first moved down to Anchorage. It would hop the fence every so often, drive our dog nuts. Yeah, that mm. coastal trail that I'm sure you hiked on, like to check out, like especially when you're downtown, it's near the, it runs along the Earthquake coast. Park and everything. And the bears will jump on it near like the north end where the base is. And then they just kind of follow it because it's not, you know, populated. And then they end up like, oh, let's go see what smells over here. And then they wander into a neighborhood that's like near a school. And then your ring alert is just going off. Bear in my yard. Bear and her cubs in my yard. Mm-hmm. Bear got my trash. Shit. Wow. <laughs> Tore it up. Wow. Yeah. We have cougars here. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> right well, here. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen a few of those. Those are exotic. There were a bunch at the bar last night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the one thing. A rooftop will lure the cougars. You so, need to get them all in one place. Just yeah, have a rooftop like, bar. Our, we let our cat go out freely, Scotch, because like he's a rescue like crazy cat. He's down for the you know, down for everything, but do you guys let your cats go out wild free here? Is it Bobo when we moved to so Bobo was like the murderous lord of Brooklyn. And when we moved to LA, he went into retirement. He was sort of forced into retirement because he would go out and try and do battle with things. And I I had to lock it down if I wanted to keep him alive. But he, yeah, the first few nights we encountered a lot of skunks, possums. There's a ton of urban wildlife in LA. It's actually pretty cool. And there was a skunks. cougar or a puma or a mountain lion. I can never keep them straight, but there was uh one that lived in Griffith Park until recently, and he was just I think just last year finally died, but he was sort of like, you know, everyone was really proud that we had this incredible animal right in the middle of the city because he had crossed freeways to get into Griffith Park and then he just lived on, you know. It's a one-eyed cougar from Kids. weeds. Yeah. Kids. Children yeah. and chihuahuas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Probably a couple. Like there's been like those ring videos of like people coming home and then turning the corner to get into their front door and there's just a cougar sleeping across their front door <laughs> and everyone's like oh oh my god that's so yeah. fun but like i don't think it would be great yeah, no it's like you go out to get a moose and it's just like hey boss i'm gonna be like 15 20 minutes late yeah, they'll just be yes. in between you and your car and you can't do anything like yeah. you can't even get near them i heard you there's like a, a moose will roundhouse kick you yeah. like its leg will go so far around and back that you'll <laughs> like shoot out of orbit like you know those crazy horse people like they both just kick them in the face mm-hmm. same same just one though just one foot just i was with a friend when she was attacked by a deer in Port Townsend and we all made fun of her because it just seemed so ridiculous but it was true yeah front hooves just like tick 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 and she like stumbled back and the next day she showed us and she had little hoof prints on her skinny little legs that's wild it was fucking wild yeah um okay uh weed (laughs) weed yeah segway king coming through (sighs) I love it we love it I love it. I'm late to the it? game. Who doesn't love it? What do you mean you're late to the game? I didn't start smoking until I was 26, going on 27. I'm 35 now. Uh, shout out to my homegirl, Kate. She got me started on that. Alicia and the rest of the girls and the crew. And then... Uh, Sorry, everyone. It's my... Hold on. Is that the CIA? Let me check. <laughs> yep. Uh, it's yeah. Diane Feinstein's people calling. Nah, shit. <laughs> Take it down. She that has a legacy. Honor her legacy. <laughs> that was quick. DC's yeah. on it. Y'all yeah. got it, man. Um, you roll a great blunt. Thank you. I appreciate that. You she, really uh, do. They also taught me that as well. Like, if you're going to start smoking, it's cool. You can bring weed. Just know you're going to eventually start rolling this yourself. And mm. it's not going to be always us around to help. Because I would literally, like, go to the weed store, go to a plug, and hey, 
slide the tray over. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. After a while, she would start, you know, talking, rolling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She'd need you to. She, I would keep just push my tray over. She's like, "Why are you? Why am I rolling?" Oh, you'd all be this? asking her to roll. Yeah, roll. Like, you? you know, I can't. I, I can't do the. I don't know how to do it, my strong hands. I feel like it's almost like an Alaska rite of passage type thing when you learn when you're entering the stoner world. They're like, "Cool, you're rolling blunts for the next six months." <laughs> And then if you're good, you get passed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you, you can know? Stay. Yeah. yeah. Like the hazing, you're yeah. sort of like yeah. getting yeah, into yeah, the yeah. circle and then you move up in the circle and mm-hmm. someone else is rolling your blunts yep. for, for you. Sure, and for then sure. you know someone that rolls it backwards, you're like, oh yeah, you or me are friends for life. Yeah, we're leveling yeah. up. We're leveling <laughs> up. Yeah. I did a bunch of uh speaking of weed, I hosted some cannabis hospitality tents this past summer, uh doing music festivals in Alaska. Uh, shout out to Showdown and the Sundown Festival. Shout out to the people that put on Salmon Fest and Sacred Acre. A bunch of great music festivals, great people doing positive things for the entertainment industry in Alaska. Um, I don't even know where I was going with that. Those were such like great experiences. Um, yeah. Because you're rolling blunts and you're hosting huge music festivals. Yeah. And yeah. hanging out with like lots of musicians. Uh, shout out to Brother Buffalo. These were some dudes that we were hanging out with all summer long. Fuck with the fronto hard. Yeah. That's a whole different thing when you start rolling stuff in tobacco all the time. Okay. So. Yeah. It's a different level of high. You know, like the whole... Our ancestors were smoking things out of peace pipes and fucking with tobacco, fucking with weed. And then it gets, you know, turned into this modern version where we're rolling blunts with natural leaves. And like, I don't know, it's a different high that feels much more like I'm doing something spiritual and meditating more than just like I'm getting super stoned. Like, you know, you like that combination. You're saying that the combination he loves splits. I, I love always it. loved splits because like, so growing up in Newfoundland, we only had hash. There was no flour. Yeah. Right. And so it was always hash sprinkled in tobacco. That was your spliff. That was how you, sm- it was either that or hot knives. Yep. <laughs> hot knives in the basement. Shout out Doug Mason and your blowtorch. Oh, um, <laughs> At least it was a blowtorch. Yeah. I definitely have done the hot, iron oh. where you put them on the, the kitchen stove oh for sure that. i yeah, remember yeah. one one time uh my friend i won't say his name because he <laughs> might hear this but he had slipped with the knife and he had like a full Ooh. knife imprint with like the serrated edge Yo. and the teachers were like uh what happened he was like oh it's just a cold sore they're like <laughs> okay gnarly cold sore right. but to- yeah so the splits i had always loved and then a sp- to- when you like travel in europe that's what you know in my experience, everyone was smoking. I don't know if it's changed now, but like you would just roll splits. But California is like no tobacco. Yeah. They're nothing. purists here. Yeah. And I miss it. I love the spliff. So and then you end up in that. a lot of places too where people are like, hold on, why does this taste like this? And you're like, because there's tobacco. And they're like, I can't have any tobacco. Oh yeah. And you're like, I have instantly Whoa. cancer. No, it's yeah. not how it works. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> the think. leaf doesn't have any carcinogen. Like I imagine those leaves are pretty. Yeah, they're pure, just cured right? leaves. Yeah. Pure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that till just now. Yeah. I truly expected them to be like, you're mixing a cigarette with weed. Mm. No, no? Mm-hmm. I'm using leaf, yeah. fronto leaf, fronto which is leaves. like a big tobacco leaf that's just been cured. They usually, you know, harvest them, lay them out flat in between burlap sheets, press them for a while. Do they put something on them to cure them? Do you know? Like, is there some kind of. No. There's nothing on there. It's mm-hmm. just pure tobacco. I leaves. mean, you can get flavored leaves and cinnamon stuff. and right. sugar. Yeah. Piss flavor. Yeah. Pipe tobacco every so often. I like the vanilla pipe tobacco. Every so often, I'll get a uh, black and mild and I'll put a little bit of that. But like, honestly, I never knew about spliffs until like I started hanging out with their super friends and boy squad. So next thing I know, I'm just like, I'm not a, I'm going to choke out and cop out on blunts. This is weird. Like, oh yeah, it's the real stuff. What's the real stuff mean? Are you, when it comes to all the different strains of weed that you have access to up in Alaska, do you have a lot of the different like dessert strains and like, like here, you know, we went through like the gelato craze, right? And yep. then like the GSC craze. And all the, like, what are you seeing up there right now? What are your flavor? Are you like heavy on the desserts and exotics like we are here right now? Oh, kind of. It sort of, uh, we had a competition last year where they split it up instead of doing Indica Sativa Hybrid. It was put on by the Leaf Magazine. So it was, you know, like fuels. Alaska Leaf gelato. Magazine? Yeah, That's AK right. Leaf. What's yeah, up? Yeah, shout um, out those guys. Mm-hmm. Cool people. Tom, Wes. Tom Bowers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so they didn't do the Indican sativa categories? They no, did? they switched it up, you know, based on like terpene profiles, you know, where you get enough Thank God. the same terpene profiles. Then you're like, all right, well, these are like the fuel strains, the fuel gas 
these are the diesel cake strains, strains. Yeah, these are the cheesy. dessert strains, the exotic fruit strains. Interesting. Uh, which yeah. is, I feel like, obviously much better representation. Because if I know, yeah. like, that's a dessert and it's like those, I know how it's going to affect me. Mm -hmm. um, because I've used this stuff long enough now, you know. What? How do you talk to other people about that? Because I feel like people ask us. Because we've both done bud tending jobs. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's how we met, sort of. She was selling me weed. I was his bud tender. What's up? That's oh. <laughs> he was my favorite customer. Yep. Yeah. Whoa. And and then like you were like, can I smell that? Can I? What's? How's this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I'll let you smell anything you want to smell. Anything <laughs> you want to smell, I got you. Anything you want to smell. And then next thing I know, they're like, COVID hit. He's like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I was a carpenter, you know, building stairs. I'm like you built stairs. Like you know, the houses in the hills. I'm like, oh, you built stairs in the houses in the hills. Okay. Well, you should get a job in the industry. I mean, you come in enough, you know enough because. Being a bartender, pretty much they train you on when people come in, are they just figure out who your audience is at all? Because as comedians, we all know, like, you just got to, I'm not a comedian. Sorry. I had a little slip up there. They know. <laughs> <laughs> you got to know what your audience and engage upon that for where you're going. So someone has come in, they've been smoking for over 20 years. They know exactly what they're kind of go for, for a high or what their motive behind it is to like, people are brand new, like don't know anything. But yeah. So how do you talk smokes. to someone like that? How do you talk to someone like that? Yeah, like how when someone comes in and they're like, Ask I, don't, I don't know what I'm doing. A lot of it is for. asking questions and it is listening, you know. Here, I'll be a new customer, but we're not going to go on a date. Okay. Right. Okay. Mm. No promises. <laughs> yeah. That's how it started. Well, That's how it legit started. Like, I'm not going to do this. It's not going to happen. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> Damn. Hey, uh, I'm looking for some weed. I'd love to try it. What are you wanting to get out of trying some weed um i don't want to get paranoid because i know it can make you anxious and paranoid and i also want to like enjoy movies um i have a little bit of arthritis in my knee and i heard from someone that it can help with that but i really i just i'm not really sure i just like don't want to be anxious and i want to like feel better i'm probably going to lead someone like that into something that's a bit indica leaning like an indica leaning hybrid um which makes sense to people who are in cannabis but people who don't know don't like i don't it's so difficult to start explaining cannabis and the range of cannabis the spectrum just as i can imagine like going to a medical school and you start learning about all it's medicine and all of these different terpenes do different things so while i'm going to suggest this one thing i want you to get a little bit and take it home and try it and then let me know how it affects you and then come back and we can change from there. The same as if you're going to your actual physician, they're going to prescribe something to you. Same like if you get an anxiety medication, they'll usually start you off with something chill that just like keeps your blood pressure low. You know, like everybody starts on 10 milligrams of hydroxyzine mm -hmm. and then you go from there, depending on whether or not your body can tolerate it. And it's the same with cannabis. Like we're going to start you with some sort of like depending on what you come in and say but you know some sort of hybrid that leans one way or another and then if you're like i needed a bit more then we're going to try to find something that's more of a more pure sativa or more pure indica or it's going to be heavier and myrcene or something else that you need or maybe you need a bunch of limonene because that's good for your inflammation that you're talking about you and know and like how do you want to consume it like are you trying to inhale this are you trying to do some edibles are you trying to yeah. I mean, because honestly, like these Lady Greys are delicious. Yeah, this I is would perfect. fuck yeah. with these any day. Um, oh. But yeah. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. I also yeah. just wanted to add. I'd uh, also love excuse to say me. something. I was well. Also, listen. Hey, hey, guys. Hey, okay. We have guests in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say that one of my favorite experiences of going into a dispensary in Alaska was being able to actually smell mm -hmm. the flour and yeah. buy a gram of flour at a time, right? Like you yep. can have a big jar yep. that yep. you can open up and you can let me smell. That's. That's it, across Alaska. That's on it, Alaska it, law, It's at right? the best stores in Alaska. Yeah. Right. In the beginning, it was all like, it comes pre-done. You get a gram bag and it's just, you can't smell it. If anything, if you had that shop that had like a nug in the display jar, but if you did- An old nug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, but every so often, like- it's unfortunate but yeah that's what we got to smell i'm sorry that's all we got that's so you have how to just, it is here to trust and then trust your bud tender and trust people that are buying who people are selling and they're getting information like oh well we didn't we pre-packed it all for you guys sorry uh but it tasted like you know a sweet mandarin orange more clementine had that kind of heavier gas taste towards the back and you know they kind of get you a palate or like the high was it was super in my head i got i was just squinting the whole time trying to listen to my my girlfriend talk to me and i just you know, or I went on a three mile hike with my dog up the hill and, you know, we had a blast and 
I didn't feel any neck, any knee pain, neck pain, blah, blah, blah. Or like, I felt all the pain. And that was <laughs> heavy anxiety. Mm. But I slept really fucking hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I wanted to, I don't, you had things to say too. Sorry, Mike. I know I have two things. Mm. Mm. One is shut up. <laughs> Double, up. <laughs> Double up on this. <laughs> Three. Three things. Um, one is like, I love that you started with like the idea of, in it uh, hybrid leaning towards indica just as a baseline one thing i notice here in la and maybe we'll experience at the festival tomorrow but there's the people who instead of like welcoming a newcomer in and being like you know these terms are a little catch-all they might not be the most accurate thing but i'm not going to correct you for saying indica i'm going to use indica because you might be familiar with it and then we will get to a place where we can get deep into terp nerd knowledge yeah but i'm not going to throw a bunch of shit at you that you've never heard of off jump from the very first time and mm -hmm. i feel like anytime anyone says like indica sativa or hybrid especially here in la there's always that guy that actually fuck face who's like actually that's not an accurate representation <laughs> and you're just like oh my god dude i'm yeah. literally trying to get someone who's curious about weed to be excited to try weed yeah. and not just curious that's so i really team, like yeah. appreciate the broad strokes to then get into the shadowing of the painting once we get there yeah. like that's a cool approach for a bud tender and i wish that there was like more of that um in my own personal experience experiences in dispensaries yeah yeah we come like we like i said we met um we worked at a place that's won a bunch of awards it's a really high-end company um but also like super small and like kind of craft cannabis style i took you through the facility when we we're up there shout out to the people at enlighten um they kind of like you know they taught me a lot about the industry and what's going on and how to talk to people about cannabis and talk to people who don't know anything um that was the place that i was shopping at and that's why i wanted a big part of why i wanted to get into the industry was to help break the stigma you know like i have a 16 year old daughter i pay taxes i'm a regular person i coordinate fundraising efforts for like the homeless kids up there for the covenant house i do food drives like we're cannabis people we're regular people like i want to help break this stigma somehow so that's why i started at that place and then i moved you know on i hit a wall where i couldn't advance anymore so i transferred companies to catalyst and like it's also a place that's very much about educating and you know teaching people this is more than just plant you can use to get high you know yeah. like you can do all of these different things with it whether it's like fight inflammation you know treat different diseases that people have that they can't treat with like traditional or non-traditional what is this western medicine you know mm -hmm. um it's something that's cool like we have posters when you come into our newest store that are like two by eight giant wall infographics that are like this is a wheel that has all the terpenes on it and this is like flavors that kind of relate to these terpenes and these are effects that relate to also all Education. these terpenes so that you can you know like as a new user when you come in i can help show you these things or our bud tenders can and then the next time we can talk about it and get more nerded out about it to help really dial in your needs you know and that's one thing i loved about joe when he came onto the team is like he knew a lot for someone who never worked in the industry so I already gave him kudos for that. And then all of a sudden to his knowledge and what he could retain. But like, as he kept going and advancing on to his knowledge of like flour, to how it's grown, to how it's pressed, to how it's a rosin, to a sugar wax, to it, he can go into exact all the details. I was a slow catch on for that because I never did dabs. I was just a flower girl, but I always considered him when he came in, he was just like, yeah, how's it going? Yeah. And he's like that advanced uh, AP chem teacher. <laughs> and I'm like the, hey, how's it going? Yeah, come on, I'll hold your hand. I got you. Uh -huh. We're, we're going to do that whole experience with each other. I have time. Everybody else is going to be busy with the rest of the store. You're, it's just you and me. I don't care if there's a line 20 deep. Joe, I'm sorry. You guys got that. I'm going to come over here and hold their hand and just help them with every little thing. Just because some people are actually freaking scared and they come in there because they have state jobs. They have a parent that's strictly like, no, go. Oh, I have children. And my people over here don't like it. My neighbors. Yeah. My so church, on that every, on that front, yeah. I wanted to ask about like how deep you are into the, the policy and regulations part. Like how much that touches you as both consumers and people in the industry. Do you really have to pay attention? Because here in California, I know anyone who's in the industry is 
bone tired of how much fuckery there is at the, every level of government and bureaucracy in weed. Yeah. They're tired. Totally. How's how's it going in Alaska? Grublick is at what's going on in the yeah, news. Yeah, this is the news this the week. News. Yeah, tell us Choo-choo-choo. Alaska weed news. How pissed off everybody is about the taxes in marijuana. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are the taxes right now? Oh, for us, it's 800 a pound and the grower pays it before it ever gets to the retail. So... Wait, that means they're paying a tax before it's even sold to make their money back? Bingo. Yes. Yep. Whoa. So That's frustration right. your checkpoint right there. Whoa. So in this race to the bottom that we really have going on, you know, there's people that are, I saw, you know, we have this PFD thing that comes out. Everyone's trying to sell cannabis products and do these huge year sale. Um, and so I've seen wholesale prices for less than 2000 a pound. So once you take out that 800 bucks, like best case scenario, you got 1200 to cover your lights and feeding yourself and like, what is going on? So how much is an eighth? What's the range there? Like 45 to 70? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, our, and like my store, I think it ranges anywhere from 30 to like 60, 65 mm-hmm. for so like it- decent stuff. I was going to say in California, they had this cultivation tax that was like 154 bucks before the product would even leave the farm, before the weed would even go anywhere. And they finally cut that because they were like, we've got to do something to alleviate the stress on these cultivators who can't make any money. It would cost more to grow a pound than they could sell it for. For sure. Is is that anything that's being addressed in Alaska at that level? Like, are the state regulators trying to help growers? Yeah. So we have a thing called, I'm very involved in this as the brand director. So I watch all the meetings. I have friends that are on the task force and stuff. Um, we put together, the governor put together a task force because enough, enough people were making enough noise at the hearings where the governor was like, all right, well, we need, I don't understand this because I don't use cannabis and I don't have the time to try to understand all of it. <laughs> Sounds like a great governor. But yeah, yeah, honestly, he didn't just a, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so, <laughs> but he's like, I want a team. Yeah. yeah so we put together a task force that has like all these people that come in together and put together recommendations. Uh, the tax is the number one thing that really needs to be changed because you know, we started with two different types of growing licenses. We have a large scale full cultivation license and you can get a limited license. And the limited was intended to entice black market growers to leave the black market and come into the legal market. And they didn't know they were going to get hit with this 800 a pound tax like right out the door, which is really frustrating. So once you start racking up that tax bill, you're going to pay it or you're just going to go back to the black market, like realistically. So they're either going to have to fix that or the legacy market's just going to consume what's been going on with the rec market up there again. Like Get up to part to sell at that point too. It's, so it's up for the next um, session. They're potentially going to vote to lower it. Um, they did just sign into law a couple of new things that were about regulations. One of them relaxes advertising restrictions. Um, oh, we're going the other way here. That's oh, yeah. interesting. What I mean, is what, kind of makes sense? Like you guys have crazy posters outside of the stores here. Have, it's like yeah. everywhere and billboards and ah, weed, weed, weed. Yeah, and the restrictions they're they're considering mm-hmm. signing into place. Uh, Newsom actually has a bill on his, de- his desk right now about restricting packaging, so there can be no animals, fruits, flowers, people, anything on packaging. Mm-hmm. Like taking away, like you could be a founder of a brand, you use your mm-hmm. face to sell that cannabis, you will not be able to. So a lot of people are really protesting that as That's well. Wild. They're like, I made so this. Just different symbols to start. Well. Yeah. Actually, um, if you have over $500 million and you're a white CEO in a blue collared shirt, Bruh. you are allowed to put your face on the packaging. I bet, Jesus. I bet. Yeah, damn well, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they're re- relaxing, you said? Ad yeah, ours are stuff? pretty restrict. I mean, Alaska advertising laws are strict. We don't have billboards. That's one of our laws. Like, we don't have billboards up there. For anything? There's no billboards. We don't have what you guys like. That's gets in the way of the man. sky. It gets in the way of the view. Like, why would you want to mess mountains. up Mount McKinley, like, or Denali, or Sleeping any lady. of these like yeah. great mountains, the views that you have? Like, cool. Let's just throw up a billboard, a billboard, a billboard, and then you can't see shit. You got like, a snow berm in front of you, but yeah, I look up to the sky. <laughs> right? <yeah>. Wow. <laughs> so, the, what would be relaxed? The ability to actually, I think, we're allowed to have signs outside of our store as of October eighth. We'll be able to have like signs other than our restricted size sign that just says catalyst cannabis like mm-hmm. um like you can put out a little sandwich board mm-hmm. and be like we'll also three be rolls two for one advertise in public spaces like uh on the bus you know on the side of the bus where they have pharmaceutical ads we'll be able to be there now nice. which will not be just dope. your text message just like come by today we're having a picnic slash three gram joints for this xyz price so 
And the biggest one I think a lot of people will be happy about is uh, cannabis stores will be allowed to offer samples. Wow. Which is completely illegal currently. But as of October 8th, apparently in Alaska, you'll be able to go into a cannabis store and get samples if the store should so choose. Are they going to do a thing like here you have to pay a penny just to go through the That's regulations? How we do it now. Yeah, penny to pay yeah. out. That's how we do it now. But okay. apparently it's going to be where we can do free samples. Great. So if I came in with my bad knee, my anxiety, <laughs> and you were like, you should try this like indica hybrid, I might be able to try like a little little nug little nug of it to yeah, really like, see how it would go i mean if it was my store i'd throw you a half gram. like you're a first time customer here's a half gram yeah Damn. Yes. i'd renew it again the next year too maybe quarterly i mean it's a half gram it's a flower it's literally money growing like yeah. it's, it's the it's the it's tree the that money, money grows on yeah it's the original money plant like, it does grow on trees it yeah. does what was your that, second question i'm curious yeah you had two things oh one was um just like really enjoying how that you broke down and invited me into a little more knowledge into cannabis so we can keep learning more and more next time and then um i'm the segue king on yeah. this on this show so i do terrible segues but i try my best but they're awful <laughs> um but before i told you that nice compliment um, Mary Jane was going to pivot into policy and what we're talking about now because she's an actual Segway queen. <laughs> and I stepped on it with my um, king, king, kingsmanship. And uh, and now I've derailed it twice. <laughs> Stepped on potato last night. <laughs> Wouldn't be this podcast if it wasn't that dynamic. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, I want to get into comedy, too. And I think you, you're the one to tee that up and talk about it because like I think like for me. Um, we all met at the uh, Before You Die Festival. I was at that. I shout out die, yeah. Cass. Oh, wow. Shout out putting that together. Die. Shout out Cass. Um, and that was a really special experience to come not only experience Anchorage and meet new people and be really well taken care of by Cass, who worked really hard at that mm -hmm. festival, um, but also it is the kind of crowd that you will get an honest reaction about your comedy, good or bad, without a lot of self-reflection on if I'm allowed to laugh at this or not, is mm -hmm. what I find. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a real no judgment. Like, I think there's a lot of judgment there. But I think in comedy, you're allowed to fly a bit. You're allowed to spread your wings and really say what you feel. And if it's funny, people will laugh. It's the way you say it. It's the way you say it. Not And, and I don't feel like a lot of Alaskan crowds, like, they don't just hear the word Democrat. And all of a sudden they're like, oh, what the fuck is this guy about? To say? You yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, they're like, great. What's your point? Like, let's go. Cause I, and I really appreciate that. I got, I had a lot of like late night stoned drunken talks at Coots with strangers. <laughs> Shout who out to Charlie's. Yeah. I disagreed with all of them fundamentally, <laughs> but at the end of it, there was no fist fights. There was handshakes. We all took shots together and it was like a good conversation that not only they gave me the space through not interrupting me to speak my mind and be like, I disagree with that and here's why. But then in turn, that forced me to give them the space for why they felt that way. And I just really appreciated that um, as far as a community goes, where like free thinking is still available and um, actually celebrated and supported there. And that's how I feel about the comedy scene. It is a lot like that. Yep. We went to an open mic when we landed here to go meet some friends and just observe. And it was very interesting to i don't know it was interesting to observe like you're saying the and the comedy is different the comedy here is like way different it was i don't know i'm not saying it's bad it's just different was it more like self-referential or like self up its own ass I, I feel like it is and it's sort of like um topical probably to like local trending topics about things that are happening which so like as an outside observer i was like i don't get this stuff because i'm not from here so all right. But then again, maybe I don't know if people are going to laugh at the fact that, you know, in Alaska, we have a lot of like depression jokes because it's dark as fuck all the time. But <laughs> I hear there's a lot of people depressed as fuck here, too. So, yeah. Yeah. I and mean, it's just the way you're going to present it because depression, you can all agree about depression at one point in time. It's just how you can develop in them like, oh, imagine you're in the mm -hmm. negative 60 of Fairbanks, Alaska. I don't know. You learn a lot up there in Alaska <laughs> yeah. doing comedy because they don't, they're very honest. It doesn't matter. Yeah. If you're not funny, you're not funny, period. And they let you know um, just by not laughing. And then you don't want to do it anymore. Eventually, you just don't want to do it. And it's good when those people stop coming back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's good. Yeah. It's good. It's good. Yeah. 
it's cool that you tried it. I'm glad you expressed yourself for a few weeks, but don't come back. Yeah. Um, yeah. Come back with better material if you're going to come back. Go sure. practice. Go sure. practice yeah. at home and then come back. There's no pretense, right? Like I really did feel when I moved out to Los Angeles, one of the things that kind of freaked me out was that people would like be real. They would be like, they'd say, I love you or I miss you, like without even knowing me at all. And after a while, I came to understand that the the like the way this town operates is a lot of like you know, yeah. because you're 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 sort of selling yourself as much as you're doing anything else. Like you're here to be in the industry, and that comes with a lot of like, you know. But th when that sort of falls away, and it's just the comedy, like that is super refreshing to not have to like pretend. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's what I'm hearing about Alaska is like, yeah, it's just no, nobody's gonna be like, oh my god, that was so funny when you're. It wasn't. They would say literally, like, oh, that whole hour and a half set you had, I laughed at one of your jokes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, dude, you wasted my... I could have been home canning salmon, and I'm here watching this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I have to get ready for the winter, dude. Thanks a lot. Yeah. yeah. Wait, why are you looking at me? You no, 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 no. <laughs> I was looking at my... <laughs> I know who I'm thinking about. No, no, nothing, no one in this room. Everybody's safe. Everybody's safe here. Um, when did you start doing comedy, Joe? Uh, the year that the festival happened that you guys came to like earlier oh, in that year i mean i'd always been like a fan of comedy i was always very my grandmother got me a one of those tv vcr combo things that was like this big like 11 or 12 inches or whatever um and it was from jc penny i remember that it just said jc penny at the top and i figured out how to program it and i would record snl because I wasn't allowed to watch it, and then I would watch it later and not tell my parents about it. Wow! Yeah, is your mom gonna watch this now? Yeah, I mean, she, I, she knows since then, but like, yeah, that's how I got. I was always a big that's fan of comedy. Funny. Big fan of comedy. <laughs> yeah. And you're just naturally funny, but I don't know why you're not getting on the mic. I'm I'm naturally funny on the fly. All my friends know this. Like, I'm a funny person. I'm fun to be around. But like, get me on stage is just like to try to remember how to make you laugh is something I don't know. Like, I'm more of a storyteller and mm -hmm. I can get you to laugh within a story massage. Same thing. Like people that stay awake and are interactive with me, we're telling jokes back and forth like the whole session is amazing. And I come out laughing. You're like, what the hell you do in there? Yeah. Like, we release some stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're in like the slipstream flow yeah. state. But like, I've like had plenty of people like you told me your your partner is a comedian. Do you guys like, no, like I may give him like a bit or two of information, but that's not my job. That's not my, my lane to go over. And I always tell him to correct me when I'm wrong. And like, when I should not be knowledgeable because this is not, again, not my craft. I know what mine is. And I respect his a hundred percent because it's hard sometimes to see like, can I get an example for the last show you did? Sure. It was a lot of uh, Ooh, nervous sip. Here comes a <laughs> nervous yeah, sip. Yeah. I want to take I, a drink. I always ask permission. Just in case. Went to a, a, a mm. event, and it was a members only kind of place. And oh, that place. Yeah, yeah. Talk, let's talk about that. Uh, I did a show at the Palmer Elks Lodge. Shout okay. out at an Elks Lodge. I my father brought me to the Moose Lodge in St. Louis, mm -hmm. where I would drink Dr Pepper. And he would try and like do business for work and everyone was smoking Marlboro Reds, drinking heavily. And I remember one time Michael Jackson came on and they turned the channel and I go, oh, what's that about? And my dad's like, I don't think we're coming back here. Uh, <laughs> wow. Similar place? Yeah. Similar? yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of vibe. Yeah. 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 Okay. Which is like, I'm sorry, I, I'm born and raised there. So I'm just used to it. I'm used to being like one of. And I have no problems with it because I don't see that. I see you being a human because the way we were raised is like, if you break down the side of a road and you were shitty to your neighbor, they don't go to jumpstart your car. They don't say, well, that sucks to suck. And you're going to help yourself out and call another friend to come help you. So like for me, I never saw it as being weird until like some situation we get to. But like being one of is cool at times too, because it's like, who's going to laugh? Well, what happened at the Elks? It was just an interesting place and in that like, like she's saying, when she says one of, she means the being the only black person that was around I at all. See. Uh, and then I guess I would have been the next darkest person in the whole room. I think uh, the bartender, they had a, a one bartender. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's right. At the and end he of the said night, it wasn't his I was like, either, I, yeah, I was but, like, I don't really know. fuck with these people. He's like, I don't either. <laughs> oh no. So but, what do you do as a comedian and what do you do as an audience you, member? He walked in and the main, uh, host, Sabrina Spears, shout out. Cause she's funny as hell too. Uh, came in and said, Hey guys, just letting you know what kind of crowd you're going to be working with in case you need to work on your sets. 
So in case that, you need to adapt this right now. <laughs> <laughs> so like I let I always let him try to go in first because like I don't know what kind of mindset he wants to be in or if I'm gonna interfere. Go to work. Go go to work, honey. And I'll always come in after because I like to have him tell some of his jokes and be again one of and see who laughs. Like, man. And then like tell him like you're okay to laugh at these jokes people but um, well yeah. we should uh, get to cream corner oh pretty soon God. and start uh okay talking about some grub before we wrap here mm. 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 can i set it up please like set it up you got set you king of segways uh, king of segways serve it segway t9 <laughs> so food <laughs> how about that how about it um you're both great cooks thank you we really bonded uh over the fact that you, we all went out to the bar, but you had left ribs at home on a low temp in the oven to come home to after the bar, yeah. pre pre thought out ribs. So <laughs> I would just love to hear about like like your own cooking experiences, and then if we can get into um like your own techniques to catch fish, because I geek out over net making and stuff, and yeah. I think that's such a solid cool thing to learn. Fish. Yeah, mm. yeah. So maybe we fish. can do maybe fish. we can do home cook first, and then get into fisheries. You want to go okay. first? Talk little, about cooking. Talk about cooking. God damn. We cook a lot. <laughs> she cooks too much. He gets mad because I cook too much. Because there's two of us. It's only two of us right now. But it used to be a family of four because we had his lovely sister and my amazing nephew Cecil living with us. So like he's a, a child. They're always growing. They're always needing food. And I like to be the torturous aunt of like, I'm going to make you like the most delicious like chocolate cake. Mm. But you're eating Brussels sprouts. In the cake? In the, not in the cake, but oh. you're eating that before like you get and he's like, I don't want to eat this. Oh, I thought you were making chocolate cake out of Brussels sprouts. And I was like, holy shit. I am <laughs> not that talented. I'm, say that. I'm, like, I'm a good cook, but hot damn, I'm not that good. <laughs> but like, and growing up as a kid, I came from a military family. My dad was always out and it was my mom with my brothers and I, and I'm 10 years younger. So she had to cook anything and everything. And there was no choice. You had to eat or you're just going to hang out and just, that's all you're doing. So like to just know I had to sit there all day at the table growing up that route was like, if I'm going to make any food, like I got to make it so people eat this, love it, lick the damn plate. Not saying you didn't lick the, I didn't lick the plate, mom. I licked the damn plate a few times. I'm just saying shout out to my mom because she can throw the hell down to where we call it Gloria Ann's kitchen, my mom's Gloria. Uh -huh. So she can throw the hell down. So my aspiration was always to be like her. Mm -hmm. I never cooked in the kitchen with her because I got in the way. Cause I'm the one that's like looking over the pot, looking over your shoulder and there's like, yeah, give me room. Like I need to get move. You're in my way. So I don't like being in the way of people. I want to just see, you know, be served. So it's like, how do I re recreate that? So as soon as I was 18 and moved out of the house, it was like, I got my own still, I have my own kitchen, I'm buying all the cereals, <laughs> mixing them all up. Yes. <laughs> all the pea flavors. Heck yeah. In a salad bowl. And then like every so often, you know, kiss up like mom, can we go to the commissary, you know, get some good meat and stuff. And, I would throw down and like make a little bit of like get a whole steak and just cut it and like do certain things with it to like not it tastes like shit throw it out not it tastes like shit throw it out okay we're getting better wait you're cooking steak and throwing it out because it, I oversalt who's gonna eat oversalted steak okay been there yeah and mm. it's like at a certain point and you have roommates for people coming in a house you're like smelling good in there like when we're we gonna eat it's like mm -hmm. who said I'm cooking for you here's cereal and ramen we're college kids <laughs> can I hear about your salmon fishing please because Mike has fishing. told me let's about let's talk about salmon fishing I want to hear about your specific like Mine. way of salmon fishing because Mike's told me a little bit about it yeah so um I moved to Alaska uh from Ohio where I grew up fishing so fishing was always something that my family did uh as like a thing as a cheap form of entertainment I didn't know we were poor so we would go fishing because you could do it for hours. And I just didn't know, like I would run around the lake. My parents could sit there and drink and I'd be fine. So when I moved to Alaska, I wanted to keep fishing. But fishing in Alaska is a lot different than fishing down in the lower 48, as we call it. It's a lot of like rod and pole fishing down in the lower 48 with like worms and lakes and stuff like that. Um, and you can do that in Alaska. It's just... People don't really do that as much because it's inefficient to fill your freezer for the winter. Yeah. So uh, 
the thing that I did after a few years of fishing with a pole with people, you know, doing the combat fishing where you're kind of fly fishing five feet away from somebody else who's also fly fishing and you're doing it in the same rhythm so that you guys don't cross lines and then you're getting your fish and getting out before you cross lines or before a bear shows up to take your fish. Yep. Um, that stuff got real old and tiring because also there's a limit on that that's real low. It's usually like four or five fish and they'll adjust it depending on the counts. Um, but my favorite way to do it is to wait until July and to apply for a permit for a subsistence dip netting permit um, where you can get a hoop that's a four foot hoop with a net. It's like the size of a hula hoop and then there's a fishing net on it and then it's on the end of a 14 foot pole and you put on chest waders and walk into the edge of the ocean and set your net there and then you wait for a salmon to swim into it. Flip um, it, drag it in. And yeah, you take it in and club it. And you just shrink them out like a cartoon? Yep. Like, I mean, uh, they fight. They fight back a little bit. drag it all the way back to the shore and pull it, it is, out. It's heavy after a minute because you're fighting the currents coming in as well and like the mucky crap water you're walking in as well. And, and these the, are coho coming in or kings or what are you catching? Silvers and kings sometimes. Wow. Yeah, sometimes they'll let you keep the kings. Not always, though. But I mean, yeah, you know of king salmon. King salmon, they can get 30 plus pounds. So if you have a a strong 30 pound fish that's horny and going to go breed upstream <laughs> and you're trying to pull him away from that like it is oh he's fighting it's a thing yeah and then sometimes you know when it's a big we call it a big run like when there's a large amount of them coming in because that's hit, what they're doing they're hit, coming in hit. to come and spawn and die they're swimming from the ocean into the fresh water and we're standing at the mouth of that river catching them before they get a chance to go breed and we're going and on the tides the highs, the low tides, and they go out and come in. So sometimes you can catch two or three in your net at once. Whoa! Yep. So we'll get. Um, it's like a hundred pounds of fish. So yeah, yeah you can be hauling that back in by yourself until whoever else on the beach that doesn't have has a free hand to help you drag it back in. You're like s stealing a nine year old boy mm -hmm. yeah. out yeah. of the ocean, mm -hmm. taking him, taking him, snatch it up, wow. yeah, and then you cut him up and eat him. Yeah, that's cut him up and eat him. <laughs> Bat that head first because they. Yeah. Fail. Yeah. Wow, but, that's wild. So mm -hmm. you're catching those. In the how many are you allowed at a time with that? So it depends on your household because it's a subsistence. So you're supposed to be catching this fish to stock your freezer and live off of it year round. Um, you're not supposed to sell this stuff. You have to cut your fish differently once you pull it out of the water to show that this is subsistence caught rather than net caught too. or commercial caught. So you're not caught. filleting it? Um, yeah, I still will fillet some of it. We usually will take... We kind of rough clean it there. You don't want to wash your fish in that water because it's really gross. So a lot of people just kind of gut them, take them home, and then fillet them and clean them, prep them, vacuum seal them, vacuum seal half of it, can half of it, smoke a lot of it. But how do you show the difference between it being subsistence or commercial with a cut? Usually the uh, you cut the tails. You clip the tails so it's subsistence. So Got what it. you bring is behind, besides the big-ass hoop is a bucket, a bludger, knife set, and uh scissors so as soon as you get in there's usually the crew on the shore that's not going to do anything the crew that goes to the water once you bring your fish onto the shore if i'm your teammate i'll clip the tail like i'll bludgeon it mm -hmm. get it out of the net for you clip the tail while you go take your net and you go back in to go catch keep catching because they're and, coming in yep yeah. and so it depends on who you're going with you can either go ahead and fillet it right then and there or just cut it put it in the bucket and wait for the next one to come in because depending how if they come in like one every like 20 minutes, you have time. You can probably go ahead and play that mm -hmm. versus they come in three at a net at a time. And he went back out. And as soon as I get done putting the last fish in the bucket, he's coming back in. It's like, okay. Yeah. You and can, you're cutting this. So if like fish and wildlife comes along, yeah. you yep. just like just cut this. Little yeah. Yeah. Otherwise it's a fine and they'll take your license. You can't do it again next year, which is lame. I mean, that's a lot of fish. But also the fact that I was blown away when I was like, I would just go do it. And you were like, you really can't. Like, yeah, you yeah. Had the, the honor of honoring the rules of the wildlife yeah. is like so important. And stewards I learned of the land, right? stewards of land. I, yeah. I learned like what a fucking I'm just like, no, nah, fuck, I do what I want. I don't. And it's like, no, nah, like, we are wild. We do do a lot of wild off the cup stuff. Oh, but dude, like we follow some... our friendship, man. <laughs> <laughs> so we have to follow some rules because this is some things you don't you don't do. It's just disrespectful. Yeah. Welcome to weed and poaching. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> weed and poaching yeah. i would i would tune in for an episode or two you know but like we take cecil now with us and he's like why are we doing this and like this is like for our family like instead of going to the grocery store and spending all this stuff like not wasting our money but like i could just come out here and catch dinner for like the next couple of weeks 
or to send to my friends and family for Christmas presents because I mean the market's crazy for the salmon as it is. And it's just like he's like, it takes forever. It's like, yeah, but this is how we grew up. It's not in front of your TV and the tablet, like nature. Be one with everything out here and respect the land, respect what we're doing. Yeah, it's yeah. super important. I mean, that's one of the music festivals that I mentioned, uh, Salmon Fest. That's why it was started, was to help defend the headwaters of the Bristol Bay Rivers. And they're constantly under attack from constantly under attack. I feel like that's a political term, but like <laughs> they're const there's constantly, you know, these giant mining companies that are like we want to come we want to head to like as far in as we can with this river and then we just want to just fuck it up as much as we can uh because we're going to get a couple of million bucks of copper and then we're just going to fucking leave it and go to the next one and do the same thing and it's like these salmon we need them we need them our people need them our kids are going to need them our grandkids are going to need them i don't know if we need that copper for some cell phones just let's respect the land like salmon fest thing was started where they were like we need to fight this in like a massive way so they're like, let's get a bunch of hippies together in the woods and start this music festival. <laughs> we'll get them all to sign this petition and we can stop it. And that's how that thing was started, uh, which is pretty fucking cool, I think. Cool. We we should probably uh, do Buds of the Week and wrap because we got fine. places to go, things to do. Can I go first? Yeah, please. For my Bud of the Week this week, I... Oh, wait. No, where's my damn phone? See? Those cookies work. <laughs> um, our Artistic Mayhems, who is uh, Irene. Uh, at Artistic Mayhems on IG. And Irene is just fun and cool and wrote after we were like screaming about pumpkin spice lattes mm -hmm. saying, I understand you're mad about it. Why don't you just have a peppermint mocha and calm down? And I was like, okay, <laughs> it's true. I could just, instead of being all fucking pent up about pumpkin slice, spice lattes, I could go to Phil's Coffee and I could get that mint mocha situation and I could just be calm in my heart. And then um, Irene also said, I like your sandwich videos. Don't give up. And I was like, okay, thank you. <laughs> so shout out at Artistic Mayhems. Thank you, Irene. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. My butt of the week. They've been a butt of the week recently, but I really don't care. It's at Captain Quick Pick. Shout out to Ben. He's the man. <laughs> I love him so much. Also, shout out to his girlfriend, Michaela. Also, just a dynamite human being. And then I'm doing a double up. I already brought him up once. But I'm going to bring him up again. You know what it is. Shout out to AK.Terps, the man, the myth, the legend, Zach. Love you, homie. Ben, love you, homie. Great buds. Um, can't wait for y'all to come through LA as well. Uh, my buds of the week would be the Tundra Company from Fairbanks, Alaska. They make these amazing Tundra spritzers. Uh, they're nano emulsified. So they take on a lot quicker for your edible high to kick in. You don't need a whole lot to go a long way. It helps you get into your also, you know, mixologist self of, you know, mint or whether kind of chamomiles you want to put in <laughs> to your drink of choice, your drink of choice. And I love them um, also using all Alaskan made ingredients. So cranberries, the blueberries, all getting that homemade. Uh, so shout out to them. And uh, who else am I going to be shout out to? Shout out to the local comedy comedians of uh, Anchorage in Alaska as well. You guys are all funny as fuck. I love you all. I can't list you all because that's going to take too damn long. But <laughs> I love you all. Thank you, guys. Nice. Um, my butt of the week, I'm probably going to be kind of cheesy here, but uh, it's going to be Sharina. Um, this is like the biggest trip that we've taken together. So like it's kind of cool just to be able to like, I don't know if you guys have ever traveled with a significant other, but. I've done it before, and the last time I did it, it was a fucking nightmare. Uh, this trip's been so fucking cool, you know, where you're just like, where you just like vibe with somebody, you're just like, cool, let's go do this. And they're like, okay, cool. But can we do this while we do this? And you're like, I don't give a shit. Like, we're just here experiencing shit together, like rolling with the punches. This was like a, a random thing where I wanted to go to PuffCon, and now we're like, you know, we have the show at the improv and we're doing this and we saw we Weeding Grub, Grub Live. Live last night. <laughs> Shout out to bar. Caitlin Gill. That Fuck. shit was hilarious. Jesus Trejo. That oh, it's the sweets are life. Like thank you, Tiffany, as well. Tiffany Grivas for all the flowers. Those were fucking amazing yeah. flowers. And both your sets of flowers were amazing as well. Thank uh -huh. you. But thank you. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so yeah. And you guys for uh like bringing your podcast on the road, like that. I don't know if it touches other people, but like meeting you guys that first comedy festival and doing that stuff and then like following your career, seeing you do Grasslands and me being like, oh, shit, we can do music festivals now. So that was sort of like what inspired me to like chase those music festivals up here. So thank you guys. Yeah, I should shout out you guys as well, because that got me to massaging some amazing rap artists and 
musicians out here in the world that I would never have had a chance to ever meet because I didn't know that was a thing as well. And he's like, I'm going to do a festival. Mike and you know, no, no, no. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. Let me try to jump on this because who doesn't want to fuck a massage? <laughs> for real. Fuck yes. For real. Yeah. Awesome. And then uh, lastly, for everyone listening, um, be careful with nanotechnology. I tried it once and I shrank to yeah, always the ask. size of a thimble. The nano emulsification made you, you a tiny it, person? It made me shrink. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. When you go to the weed stores, no question is a dumb question. I do not care. <laughs> yeah. I do not care. It is not dumb. Ask me before you go home and have that bad trip to where you're calling your friend at three o'clock in the morning in the closet tripping balls. Just let us be there to help you and all the bud tenders and people out there in the world and in our industry. Just be more patient at times. We get it. We all work retail. It does suck some days, but we are there for the people to continue this amazing flower that's helping all of us. Fuck yes. That's a mic drop right there. Yeah, it Perfect. is. Perfect. Um, follow us at Weed and Grub on Instagram. Our email is wg at weedandgrub.com. Uh, TikTok at Mike and Mary Jane. Um, Check out this one on YouTube. Yeah. And uh, our website. What else do I drop? LinkedIn. Uh, MySpace, uh, Friendster. Mm. Oh, uh, vote for us at the MJ's. Oh yes, fuck, uh, vote for us at the MJ's. Please go to the link in our bio. We are up for best cannabis podcast at the International Ooh, uh, Cannabis yeah. Awards. The MJ's are going to be in Las Vegas on November thirtieth, and we also have some cool news coming up around that awards show that we will share with you very soon. Yeah, I um, think this up is going to put us over the top. You think so? I know so. I feel it. Congratulations, yeah. Yeah. so you guys, on your future win here. I'm just going to go ahead and put that into the universe. <laughs> Thank you, MJ. Getting an MJ. Ooh. You know we have the same My initials. glazer getting that glaze A. MJG. MJG. We're both MJGs. Yeah, I forgot that shit. Damn. Yeah. Um, thank wild. you both for real for being here. Thank this you for having us. This is thank awesome. You. It's been a Thanks, pleasure. producer Mark and Petty Cash Studios. Thank, thank you, Mark. Bye. Mike, check my check. <laughs> <laughs>